I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 279 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, we are back on the gridiron today with the first pick of the 2003 NFL Draft. He is also a Heisman Trophy winner who played at USC. Carson Palmer joins me today, and he had just what was a tremendous NFL career, including three trips to the Pro Bowl. He was also the 18th Arizona Cardinal to be inducted into their ring of honor. Carson Palmer will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And Carson Palmer is the second Heisman Trophy winner that I've had the honor of interviewing here on the podcast. Notre Dame standout Tim Brown joined me back on episode 254. So if you missed out on that, please be sure to flip it back and take a listen. And I do have an awesome upcoming guest announcement to hit you guys with here. Super Bowl champion wide receiver Andre Risen will be joining me next week, so make sure you lock it in for that. And the feedback continues to pour in from my interview with UFC president Dana White. It is quickly becoming one of my most downloaded episodes of the year. So if you haven't done so already, please take a listen to episode 275 with Dana White. And make sure you are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. We are about to hit the holiday season here, which is just an awesome time to spend with your family. I'll be doing some fun giveaways and more over on Instagram. So remember, at Alec underscore Lace, go check me out there or at First Class Fatherhood. If you have a chance, please consider leaving me a rating or review over on iTunes. It always goes a long way to help me out. And please just share this podcast with every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me, and I'm going to be right back with Heisman Trophy winner Carson Palmer. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strike Force Energy has got you covered. With a Strike Force Energy packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strike Force Energy is veteran owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strike Force Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, first class fatherhood listeners can save. off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. StrikeForce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. All right, joining me now is a first-class father. He is a quarterback who played his college football over at the University of Southern California, where his number three was retired, and he took home the Heisman Trophy. He went on to be the number one pick of the 2003 NFL Draft and had what was just an incredible career in which he threw for over 46,000 yards and almost 300 touchdowns. It is so cool for me to say, Carson Palmer, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. All right, let's start here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I've got four. I've got uh, twins that are 10. I've got a eight-year-old little girl and a three-year-old little boy. Wow, okay, that's awesome. What type of uh, sports or activities are they into? Uh, just about every activity. I mean, right now we're, um, we're getting ready for ski season. My daughter is on the ski racing team, um, as well as my son. The, the two twins are going to do ski racing. I've got a daughter that I just got back from a big ice skating competition in McCall, Idaho, that um, she did really well at. 
And then I got a little three-year-old. My little boy is, is uh, I think he might be the, the athlete of the family because uh, he's into just about every single sport that you could possibly put in front of him right now. Okay, very cool. All right, Carson, if you could, just take a minute here, please, to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, I retired from the NFL uh, two seasons ago, so this is my second second year in retirement from playing football. But I played for played in the NFL for 15 years. I played uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals for nine years. I played for the Oakland Raiders for a year and a half, and then finished my, my career with five years playing for the Arizona Cardinals in the desert. Yeah, obviously you've had a, a tremendous career, Heisman Trophy winner and all that in college. Uh, how did the experience of becoming – how old were you when you first became a father, Carson, and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Yeah, so my wife and I got married. We've been married now for, um, geez, 17, going on 17 years. Uh, and we we always knew we, were, we wanted to be parents and, and um, had kind of planned on, on being parents. And, and obviously we were blessed with, with four beautiful children. Um, but we wanted to spend our first the first phase of our marriage without kids. And so we kind of had a five-year plan after after we got married and wanted to spend the first five years really focused on each other and, and our relationship with each other without the distraction that, that kids can be, a, a great distraction. But, um, you know, our, our first five years we traveled, um, you know, we, we worked on our marriage and, and kind of, I, I guess it was research, trying to figure out what kind of parents we wanted to be and, and just being around kids and being around other parents and um, picked up a lot. Uh, from from my older brother, my older sister, who have older children than we do, um, and just friends and and friends of friends that that we ended up hanging out with and being around, and um, really kind of picked up and learned a lot in those first five years. And um, I think it was one of the best things we could have done for for our own relationship and our marriage, but um, more just to kind of see um, what kind of parents we wanted to be and what kind of kids we wanted to raise. Yeah, that's very cool, Carson. And what were some of the challenges eventually of becoming a, a dad while playing in the NFL? Well, from from the jump, having twins uh, proposes a really, really big <laughs> challenge. Um, but the great thing about having twins first is you have you have one kid after that, uh, and it just seems like a breeze. It just seems easy. Uh, but I think the you know the first challenge was was you know being there for your wife. Um, you know, especially in the first two years of, of uh, having twins and just everything that comes with it and, and the challenges that come with having two babies at once, um, but also focusing on, on football and focusing on all the things I had to do, obviously during the season, but but more importantly during the off season when you're training or rehabbing from injuries or um, all the different things that come up, uh, really just, just you know, trying to be there for my wife and be supportive and, and as, as every – um, every parent of a young child knows those first couple of years are just crazy, and, and it's really trying and testing on a relationship. Uh, a lot of sleepless nights, um, you know, just the frustration that, that having babies can can bring, um, and being supportive and being there for my wife, and obviously being there for the kids too. Um, so I, I think those first couple of years, being thrown in the fire like that with twins and and you know, the, the blur that those first couple of years of having twins can be, um, you know, it, it was a huge challenge and something that's really shaped myself and my wife. And, and um, it, it really gave me a, a great appreciation for her and, and seeing her deal with, 
you know, the feedings, you know, at 2 a.m. and then again at 6 a.m. And, and all those things that come with that. I really, I really, uh, I thought I loved my wife as much as I possibly could. But after seeing her go through that and, and going through that with her, uh, our, our love for each other just grew from that. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, and I have four children myself like you. We, we went from, uh, our most challenging was going from two to three just because our older ones weren't capable yet of taking care of themselves in certain capacities. So it really made that first year of having three uh, very challenging for us. But, I mean, you went from uh, a two-in-one shot to adding the third. So uh, it's a different dynamic. And um, what, what was the transition like for you, Carson, then from finally, you know, playing in Cincinnati for such a long time and then moving with the family to Oakland and then eventually Arizona? How was that on the family? It was great. You know, it's obviously difficult at the time when, when you get traded. It happens really fast, and you got to, you know, pack up and move out and find school for kids and, and you know, get, get accustomed to, you know, a new city and, and, and all that comes with that. Um, but it was it – was, um, it was really cool. You know, it was cool to see different parts of the country and, and as an NFL player to be in, you know, a part of different fan bases and play for different organizations. And, um, my, my oldest, my twins are now in fifth grade and they've been to six schools, you know, in, in, you know, in such a short time from, from pre-K and kindergarten and from Oakland and Ohio and Northern California, Southern California. And just, we've bounced around so much, um, it was hard and it was a challenge and, and there were all those times where you, you know, your kids are crying. We don't want to move again. We don't want to leave our friends. We don't, you know, we don't want to do this. Um, but I really think it was a great thing for them to, to experience having to say goodbye to friends, you know, meet new friends, new teachers. Um, you know, it, it was really a blessing. I, when I look back and think about, you know, the challenges of being a young kid and I did it myself as a youngster is, is having to move a lot at a young age new schools, new friends, new teachers, all those things. Um, so I, I really think it was a blessing because it forced them to come out of their comfort zone and it forced them to kind of come out of their shell and, and have to make new friends and go through times without, you know, kids to eat with at lunch or play with at recess and, and you know, putting themselves out there. And, and um, I really think it was a great thing for them because it's made my kids, for the most part, really outgoing children. And I don't know that they would have been as as outgoing as they are had we stayed in the same school for, for five or six years. Yeah, that's an awesome philosophy on that, Carson. And, and how about as far as I know I see on Instagram there, you post a lot of the stuff with the kids outdoors, fishing. I mean, I'm more of a, a city guy myself, and I'm definitely trying to get into more active with my kids and them outdoor activities. Were you always into the outdoors, like the fishing and stuff like that, or did that come later in your life and after your career? You know, I didn't grow up doing a ton of, of hunting and fishing. It wasn't until I moved to Ohio and, and was really immersed in one of the best places to hunt and fish on the planet, in my opinion. Um, and I fell in love with it and, and absolutely loved being on the river or in the woods or in a tree stand. Uh, and I love it even more. My, my son is, has been on, I don't know, eight, ten hunting trips with me. My, my daughter's been on four or five. All of my kids fish, even my three-year-old. We we all fly fish together, and that's you want to talk about you want to talk about you know helping yourself and and trying to trying to work on your patience. Taking a taking a five-year-old and an eight-year-old fly fishing will test your patience. So that <laughs> that that's been awesome. Um, but it's just I you know I I think there's something special about you know going into the woods with with my son at six in the morning and you know, going through the process and, and working on your patience and, and, you know, sitting still and, and all the things that come up and then harvesting a deer and, and uh, 
you know, and, and taking that deer back to camp and, and, and eating it that night and packaging it up and making sausage and, and making hamburger patties and, um, you know, going out and hunting and, and eating what you kill uh, has been a really cool lesson. And, and now my three-year-old that's, you know, he's been on some trips and, and, and you know, stayed back at the hunting camp while we went in the woods. But, you know, I, I just think it's a really cool thing to, to share with your kids, and, and it's been awesome. I and mean, my, my son, that's all he talks about. He just wants to be in the backyard shooting his bow when he's not doing sports and talks about hunting. We talk about our upcoming, uh, upcoming trips and all the things we're going to do and the things we might see. And uh, just being outside in nature with your kids is something that has been really, really special for me to share with them. Yeah, and I think the most appealing thing about that, Carson, is the fact that there's no technology involved in it, and that's become such a battle with so many parents, myself included, with competing with the technology. Is that something that's uh, an issue in your house? How do you kind of monitor or handle the technology and stuff like that with your kids? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the main re- reason we moved to Idaho. We're, we're right in the middle of the state of I- in Idaho and in the middle of nowhere, and kids don't have cell phones out here. Kids don't have iPads. You know, my, my kids come home from school and, and we do what we call training where we, you know, we do some working out kind of stuff without lifting weights, but working on balance and, and proprioception and, and body weight kind of lifting um, things. But my kids come home and, and, and we're outside. You know, right now we, we had a recent snowstorm, so we'll be out, they'll be outside sledding and snowball fighting and all that kind of stuff and, and not inside playing video games. We We don't play video games. We don't. Um, we don't use iPads unless we're on a long road trip or an airplane flight somewhere. Um, so it's been really easy for me to, and my wife to help minimize that. Um, cause my kids really grew up when I was playing, um, in big cities like Phoenix and, and Oakland. And, um, they grew up around that. And now that we don't have that, um, I've just seen them flourish and blossom and be creative and, find things to do on their own and um, as opposed to sitting in front of a TV playing video games. And that's one of the great things you're right about hunting is um, you're in the tree stand, you know, you're in the woods, you can't move around a lot or else the animals will see you and they won't come around. Um, so there, there are no cell phones. There's no, we don't have, you know, we're not watching TV and watching DVDs or movies or Netflix, any of that. That's been one of the best things about since, since I've, I've retired from playing football moving to to really the middle of nowhere in the mountains um we've completely eliminated really technology other than what they're using at school and learning at school when they get home we're we're outside playing and training and and doing all the things that are you know we're doing everything but technology yeah that's awesome and talking about your career there you were recently put into the cardinals ring of honor what was it like for you to experience that with your family being present Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with combat flags. Combat flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. Talking about your career there, you were recently put into the Cardinals' ring of honor. What was it like for you to experience that with your family being present? It was amazing. It was an amazing opportunity. Um, you know, my kids 
don't know much about football. They're, my my oldest son's into it a little bit, and he'll watch it on you know watch we'll watch Monday Night Football tonight, and um, you know he'll 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 be intrigued by it for a quarter or two, and then he'll figure out something else to do. Um, and they don't they, they were there when I was playing, but they were really young, especially my my two oldest are ten now. They remember some of the games, but they love going to the games and seeing the mascots and the cheerleaders and things like that. Um, so when when uh, a couple weekends ago when I was put into the Ring of Honor in Arizona, they were down there on the field with me. Um, you know, they they got to they got to be a part of it and they got to experience. Um, they got to experience something that you know they'll never forget. And and I hope they always remember that moment of being down there on the field and the speech I gave and, and you know all the nice things that were said about me by our owner Michael Bidwell and just um, it was really a cool family uh, opportunity to share and. and they may not remember the games. They might, may not remember, you know, wins and losses or touchdown passes and all that. But um, I, I think that opportunity was something that's, that's that they'll hold in their hearts and hopefully remember their entire lives. Yeah, very cool. And what was it like for you to, to be able to spend some time on the same team? I had your brother Jordan on the podcast uh, quite a while back there. What was it like for you to have, be on the same team with your brother Jordan? It was great. It was great. You know, it was only a couple of years. Um, and we were always – four and a half years apart growing up. So we were never in high school at the same time, never in college at the same time, but to play on the same NFL team together for a couple of years, um, just rare. You know, I, I don't, off the top of my head, I can't think of too many guys other than the McCourty brothers in New England that have had that opportunity to, to be teammates. But um, it was a really, really cool opportunity for both of us. I mean, just to get to work together on a daily basis and train together and study film together and, um, it was something that um, that was really special and very unique because there are a handful of guys like the Manning brothers and there's a handful of guys that, that play against each other and, and um, are in the NFL that overlap a couple years together. But uh, to get to play in the same team is something that was really unique and special. Yeah, I thought that was awesome too. And, and how about as far as um, being a disciplinarian, Carson, what type of disciplinarian are you as a father? Are you a spanker, timeout guy? How do you handle discipline in your house? A little bit of both. Um, you know, we've kind of grown out of, uh, with my oldest, the, the spanking, the, the, uh, the timeout deals really don't work now. It's more about taking with my oldest son, I'll, I'll take away his bow. He doesn't get to shoot his bow or, um, I've, I've had to tell him he doesn't, he doesn't get to go on an upcoming, um, hunting trip with me. So, you know, each kid, uh, what I've noticed is, um, they all react differently to different punishments. My daughter loves her RC car, and if I take her RC car away, it's like the worst thing in the world that could ever happen to her. So, um, you know, it, it, I, I think you just kind of have to custom and fine-tune them to each individual child because they're all so different. Um, my little three-year-old, you know, we, or he's almost four now, um, I just have to threaten him with the wooden spoon, the little, the little cooking spoon that, that, you know, I might spank you with this if you don't, you know, do this or do that or you do that again. You don't even have to use it on them. You just have to threaten, you know, the object of the spoon um, and the potential that this might whoop me on the butt and, and hurt my little bottom. You know, th those kind of things. Um, you know, you just got to find what, what works and, and um, how to discipline um, my kids. You know, I, I have to do it differently. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't threaten my two girls with the wooden spoon because that would just be the end of their their you know, their day would just ruin, you know, the thought of dad might spank me with a spoon. Um, so I've got to take different things away. And, and um, 
really just kind of fine tune discipline to each kid. You know, it's, it's, um, like I said, each kid is so different and, and as badly as they want to be like the older ones and be like their brother or sister, um, they're all so different. So you got to find what makes each kid tick and what scares each kid from doing something wrong or doing the, you know, doing something that gets them in trouble. And, and that's what I found to work with my kids. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with you, Carson. My four kids couldn't respond more differently to discipline. If I have one kid, you could spank them all day long. It ain't going to make a difference on them, you know. So it's like trying right. to find that, 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 um, you know, that new uh, way to, to discipline them as part of the challenge that I enjoy as being a dad. And how about, I know you had, you know, some, some pretty bad injuries during your football career. How have you been holding up? Are any of the injuries uh, make it difficult for you to keep up as a father with the kids? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, uh, I've had multiple knee replacements or not replacements, but knee reconstructive surgeries, um, elbow, thumbs. I've had, I've got plates and forearms from breaks. I, yeah. I've had, um, there's been a lot that slowed me down. Um, you know, I, my, my, one of my, my kids wants to, to be a pitcher and actually two of my kids want to be a pitcher. So getting down in a catcher stance is not easy. Um, my kids love skiing, like I said earlier, so skiing's not easy. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of, um, a lot of issues just wanting to go out and chase them around and, and just aches and pains and something that I've been using that's helped me tremendously is, is CBD. Um, you know, just a, a rub on lotion. I've got an, an applicator. It's like a roll on for my knee that really soothes my knee. It's called, um, level select. You can buy it online at, selectmylevel.com. It's just a, a, a CBD cream or ointment that really helps me, especially when I get up in the morning after. I, I feel a lot of my injuries the next morning from the previous day, whether it's getting down in a catcher stance over and over again and catching 50 pitches from, from my kids or um, skiing with them or just chasing them. They, they love playing tag and things like that. And I feel a lot of a lot of my issues the next day when I wake up. So it's just uh, I found that the CBD ointment and, and lotion that, that you just rub on really soothes and, and, and helps calm down any aches and pains that I have that, that can get me going for that next day. But, um, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, there's, there's some collateral damage after playing for 15 years and playing on AstroTurf and practicing on AstroTurf and all those things. Um, it's, it's definitely slowed me down and, and something that, um, you know, I, I've really got to work on and take good care of myself now so that, when my, my almost four-year-old's 10 and 12 and wants to pitch, that I can still go out and, and catch, you know, get down in the catcher stance and catch his pitches. Yeah, very well said. What, you know, you've had an amazing career. What kind of plans or goals do you have here for yourself for the future, Carson? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I, everybody asks how retirement is, and, and, you know, I retired from football, but I haven't retired from, um, from working. I've, I've got a handful of things I'm doing. Um, I've always been really interested in the development, developmental side of, of commercial and, and residential real estate. So the last couple of years, I've been taking a lot of classes and reading books and, and um, started a couple really small projects to kind of to kind of get my feet wet and see if it's something that, that I like and something that challenges me or see if it's something that, that I don't want to do. Uh, but I've really loved doing that, and, and I'd love to – um, really broaden those horizons and get into some bigger projects and some bigger deals. But right now, really just trying to be smart and not overcommit myself to too much where I, it takes away time from, from you know, I don't want to miss practices and, and kids' games anymore like I did for so many years when I was playing. Um, so really just trying to find enough things that, that keep me busy but, but still um, 
leave enough holes in my schedule where I'm not missing out on, on kids' activities and, and after-school stuff. Um, but also, at the same time, being challenged and, and finding things that I enjoy doing and, and that challenge me and make me want to um, get better at and improve at and learn more. And um, Really, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, very cool. All right, last thing I want to hit you with here, Carson, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new father or for that about-to-be dad who's out there listening? Well, I just think those those first couple of years of, of being a dad are so challenging. There's the they were for me. You know, if if you're a guy that needs eight hours of sleep like I am, those first couple of years can be so difficult and so stressful. Um, from a financial standpoint, from you know just you know the issues that come up with you and your wife trying to you know trying to nurture this kid and raise you know this new child and and be be a good parent and you know be a positive influence on this kid. You know all the things that come up. It just gets so much better, and and those first couple of years can be, they're amazing. There's no doubt, as we all know. But there's a lot of challenges. There's a lot of things that are difficult. There's a lot of times you're just tired and done, and you just want to get the kids to bed and go to bed. Um, but it's it just it just gets better and better each each year, each month. Um, you know, from feeding baby bottles to the you know the first time your, your child can pick up a spoon and feed himself, and then you know, put on his underwear and, and get dressed for the day and, and walking and running. I and mean, it just gets so much better. Um, and, and you know, my life, my, my, you know, my opportunity to be a dad is only getting better with my, my, my 10-year-olds are going to be 12 and then 14 and 16. And, you know, just all the hurdles and milestones that you cross um, and all the struggles you have early with, with having a baby and diapers and just all the stuff that comes up. They all make it so much better, um, and they all enrich the, the opportunity of being a fatherhood so greatly as, as your kids get older and older. And then, you know, you start realizing, wow, they think you're really cool, and they want to be like you, and they want to do what you do. And then, you know, they want to hear your old football stories and stories from growing up and, you know, all, all the things that come up. Um, the excitement of being a parent, parent is unlike anything else, and it's so challenging early on, and it's so hard, but it's so well worth it. Uh, and so enriching as, as, as you get older and your kids get older and, um, you know, you just, you got to power through those first, especially if you have twins off the jump. I mean, that, that's, that's testing and, and trying, but, um, it, it just gets so much better and it's so worth it. And it's so exciting to see them start to play sports and, you know, all the things that come up and do, doing well in school and going to your parent teacher conferences and hearing, you know, positive things from your kids and the things that they need to work on. And then, the challenge of of um, working on those things that that you know the teachers may recommend, and just all the little things that come with it, it's it's so great. And you just got to power through those first couple of years and try to remember them as long as you can. They're hard to remember because they fly by, and you're sleep deprived and you're tired and all those things that come up. But it just gets better and better each year. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Carson Palmer, you're a first class father, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first class fatherhood. Thanks for having me on, Alec. I appreciate it, man. Have a great day.
back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Carson Palmer for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. Tomorrow we return off the layoff to our Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood here. Retired Navy SEAL and dog musher up in Alaska, Jeff Reed will be joining me here on the podcast tomorrow. So make sure you lock it in for that. And if you missed out on any of the episodes from this week, be sure you go back and take a listen. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as a tree, but it's all feeling so-